like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I am Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining us for another BDSM United podcast in our slave training series. Uh, There's a weakness to just using behavioral techniques to train a slave. This weakness is that the slave's attitude, emotions, self-images, and thoughts are not considered in the behavioral training. Behavioral training does not ask why. It only relates to how, what, when, and where the behavior of the slave is to change. The why is cognitive techniques which are used with behavioral training because the why is essential. This does not reduce the necessity or the effectiveness of behavioral training. Uh, To address deeper emotional or self-image changes, the why must be considered an important element in training. Basics of behavioral training. The, The best methods of modifying behavior according to behavioral studies And what they should be used for are these. Number one, to teach a never-before-performed behavior. It's a reinforcement, positive and negative. Two, Two, to increase or strengthen an existing behavior, which is reinforcement um, or modeling. Number three, to extend an existing behavior. Four, to uh, a new environment. Five, to a new behavior. Six, it's over time, a maintenance. Uh, Number seven, to narrow an existing behavior to limited environments, such as uh, only snacking in the kitchen or what's called discrimination training. Number eight, to reduce or eliminate the display of an existing behavior. Um, Extinction, timeout, desensitization reinforcement of incompatible responses or punishment in other words uh it's often said that said by slaves that the best motivator is positive reinforcement this can only be true if it's applied where it's intended to work and for example you can't reinforce bad behavior punishment does work best in some cases usually this is changed this is change. Uh, this is for changing an existing behavior. Um, operant conditioning and slave training. Uh, we uh, operant conditioning is based on four concepts for dealing with proper and bad behavior. Now I'm throwing a lot of material here at you. A lot of it comes from my notes, uh, and so um, I hope that I can you know make you make it all connect together. And that's really what my goal is. Um, Operant conditioning involves things like positive reinforcement, which is getting something pleasant. Like uh, when you get a weekly paycheck or you get a compliment. (laughs) 
Number two is uh, a negative reinforcement, which is taking away or avoiding something unpleasant. Uh, avoiding stress by not trying for a certain position. Number three, positive punishment is administering or receiving something unpleasant, which is the classic being spanked. Or negative punishment, which is taking away or being deprived of something pleasant, like being denied TV or a fun activity or using the, uh, the car. It may be helpful to understand reinforcements and punishments and how they apply to changing behavior. There are five basic processes in operant conditioning. There's positive and negative reinforcement, which strengthens behavior. There's punishment. There's a response costs and ex extinction, which weaken behavior. So let's talk about these just a little bit. Positive reinforcement. In positive reinforcement, a positive reinforcer is added after a response and increases the frequency of the response. Number two is a negative reinforcement. In negative reinforcement, after the response, the negative reinforcer is removed, which increases the frequency of the response. This may be a little difficult to follow, but stay with me. Number three is the response cost. If positive reinforcement strengthens a response by adding positive stimulus, the response then response cost has to weaken a behavior by subtracting a positive stimulus. After the response, the positive reinforcer is removed, which weakens the frequency of the response. Or punishment. After a response is negative or adverse after a response, a negative or adversive stimulus is added which weakens the frequency of the response. Number five, extinction. No longer reinforcing a previously reinforced response using either positive or negative reinforcement results in the weakening of the frequency of the response. The behavior is ignored and therefore weakens over time. And this is true where a reinforcer is expected for behavior. So some of the things, let's, we'll just kind of go back through these. Let's look at like positive reinforcement. So in operant, in operant conditioning, positive reinforcement is when, um, is when you, uh, you see some, the, when the slave is doing in a, something that you, uh, that you, when they're doing something right, that's the best way to put it. When they're putting, doing something right, you give them an additional benefit uh, in order to reinforce that good behavior. Somewhat like a reward, but oftentimes it's just uh, giving them a right that a normal non-slave person would have. It's like giving them, uh, a, a, giving them a benefit, uh, but not giving them something extra, but giving them something that a normal person would have. A number two is negative reinforcement. Uh, well, I'm, let me go back. The positive reinforcement, giving something normal, like giving them, letting them take a shower, <laughs> something like that. Um, letting them use the toilet seat when they use the bathroom the next time. A negative reinforcement is taking away or avoiding something unpleasant. Uh, a negative reinforcement is like... Um, when you uh, see something, uh, when you see them doing something right, so you take away, 
like a bondage. You take away, uh, you, you remove something out of their life, which is a positive thing. Uh, you know, you, you, you remove a certain stress, um, like allowing them to rest would be a good one. Um, you're removing the stress of them having to stay in a certain kneeling position by allowing them to go to a rest position. That's a negative reinforcement. Number three is a positive punishment. And that is introducing something like, um, like impact, like using a crop, using a writing crop to, um, when they're not in the slave position correctly, using the writing crop to, um, to give a swat, to the bottom of their feet uh, in order to um, get them to do the position correctly. Wherein, like, a negative punishment is taking something away or them being deprived of something pleasant. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you, that's when you see a negative activity and you, you remove something that is pleasant that it, that you have previously allowed them to do. And so those are some areas of operant conditioning and just some examples of, of how they are. Um, the one about extinction is no longer reinforcing a previously reinforced response and weakening the frequency of the response that you don't want. And so extinction would be like, um, possibly like removing um, attention, like removing attention, like they would generally get a, a hug or a kiss goodnight, and it would be putting them to bed without giving the hug or the kiss. It's ignoring, uh, it's, it's no longer reinforcing something. It's, no, it's like a, a lack of attention. And so... Uh, you know, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's like ignore, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to put into words, but, um, definitely something that I'm giving you, I'm giving you some, you know, this is definitely some 2.0 <laughs> level things. And just, and really in a podcast, we're at a loss where we can't really explain it, uh, how we would, you know, always want to, but we're giving you some things to look at definitely kind of whetting your appetite for something like operant conditioning, which you can read some BF Skinner and really, um, you know, that material is accessible on Google or you can buy a book on it. I have a BF Skinner book right here beside me. Um, you could definitely take, you could take entire college courses on operant conditioning or behavior, uh, management and uh, so definitely there's a lot to be had there and we're just kind of introducing something to you that you may not be aware of uh, that you may want to do some training on your own for and incorporate into incorporate into your slave training process uh, i'm primal piggy thank you for listening to this bdsm united podcast the best way to connect with us is at our website www.bdsmunited.com and uh, if you're listening on your favorite platform, please give us a like, a subscribe, a review. Uh, it allows you to connect with us, and it also allows other adults to connect with these kinds of BDSM educational resources. Uh, where, like this week, we're really talking a lot about 
some advanced stuff that you don't see on a on on usual kink websites, uh, you know. And so it's definitely something that you it's taking something that you you usually see in uh, like an behavior and organizational. Uh, type of atmosphere, a, psycho a psychology atmosphere, and bringing it into power exchange and showing how it's useful uh, in the slave training process. Thank you for uh, listening today. It's been a joy speaking with you, and I will talk with you again soon. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters, for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.